Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. Today, we are going to tackle the issue of diversity in the Southern Baptist Convention. So, Brother William, yes. for those who do not know what the Southern Baptist Convention is, why don't you enlighten them? Okay, so that's a big old huge question, but but uh, some, some view the Southern Baptist Convention as a denomination, yes. uh, although that's a little bit off uh, because of autonomy, which we'll talk about in a, in, uh, later on in the episode. But uh, but basically, it's a group of churches that have agreed to uh, the Baptist faith and message, different kind of various—there's been various versions of those. 2,000, um, baby! Yes. <laughs> um, and so uh, these churches have agreed to uh, that statement of faith, and uh, they've come together for the purpose of—primarily for the purpose of missions, to do missions together and to cooperate together and to serve one another— um, and they basically exist. There is one large convention, which is called the the Southern Baptist Convention. That's kind of the big one. And then you have various state conventions. So we are part of the Missouri Baptist Convention, which is also part of the larger uh, convention. And then and then it goes even smaller than that to like Association of Churches. So we belong to the Charleston Baptist Association, which has thirty uh, Southern Baptist churches in it. Um, and then, and then, obviously, we are a local autonomous Southern Baptist church who holds to the uh, Baptist faith and message. So, what do you mean by autonomous, man? You're using big words, come on, man. like we don't know what those <laughs> yes, words. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I wasn't. I was gonna. I was gonna <laughs> hold that over so that when we come back to it later, we could then define. Oh, it. okay. Um, so, autonom- uh, an autonomous church is basically a church that's not controlled by anybody outside of it. Okay. It 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 and its members, which basically is what it is. Because uh, a church is not a building, Kenny. A church it's not a building. Is people. It's people. Um, so yeah, the 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 local church can vote, makes all the decisions, holds all the power, holds all the authority in the local church. That's an autonomous church. Yes, it's not. It's not under the authority of which is which is uh, different. There, there's not a lot of what we would call quote unquote denominations. There is top down control. Yes, um, or national control or central control. However, however, that's it's kind of in di- different things, but. Uh, that's the basic basic idea of what the Southern Baptist Convention in it. Unfortunately, if you go back to the SBC's history, uh, the really the way it began is there were churches in the north and churches in the south. They were all part of, uh, I believe it was called the Triennial. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Nice, nice uh, That's name. a big word. Yeah, that was their name. Um, at convention, and they were, you know, getting along and and sending missionaries. Kind of, they they joined forces so that they could do uh, missions. But the northern churches decided that they weren't going to uh, they weren't going to let the churches in the south appoint missionaries that were slave owners. Uh huh. And so. The southern churches decided, well, we don't like that, and and so they split off from the Northern Baptists at that point and created the Southern, southern Baptist, Baptist convention. convention. And so there's no way around seeing that 
uh, except for the ugly history that it was, right? It was right. basically, we want to continue to uh, own slaves. Uh, we want to be able to send our missionaries. And so we're going to do our own thing. And really, that is the unfortunate history of the beginning of the Southern Baptist Convention, which raises a really significant <laughs> question, <laughs> which is, Kenny, why would you lead your church to yes. join with and become a Southern Baptist church? William tricked me. That's the that's the answer. No, <laughs> well, William true. didn't. William didn't trick me. Um, <laughs> I'm a person that does extensive research on everything that I kind of get myself into, probably too much research. Right. And so one of the things that I did when we talked about merging, I already had knowledge of the SBC um, and some of the the history behind it because I was following some of the the altars at the the point. A lot of the altars that I read were already a part of the SBC. So Mm. it it wasn't a big um, hidden piece of information about how the SPC was formed. Um, but one thing I did was um, kind of look on the, the webpage. And one thing I saw on the webpage was a, a resolution really of repentance in, in 1995 for their role in um, promoting slavery and, and um, just kind of racial discrimination. And so from reading that, that, that gave me hope that they realized that what they had were a part of that, that their founding was in sin and that Mm. they were taking steps to, to rectify um, that sin. Mm -hmm. And, and so when, when I see that, and and I I know what the word of God says about um, forgive others as you have been forgiven. And I I remember um, when we were, um, getting ready to vote on whether or not we were going to join um, with an SBC church. I actually preached on the the Lord's Prayer where it talked about that, right? Mm. And and I actually talked about the uh, 1995 resolution right. in that. And so we were fully aware mm. of the SBC's history, but we felt like because the SBC also had um, so many such a rich history of biblical faithfulness. Right. Uh, and we were uh, really searching for that. Right. Like if we were going to join a denomination, they had to be faithful to the word of God because the one we were leaving there wasn't is, yeah. faithful to the word of God. Right. And, and we felt like that is that is so important uh, for any church, any denomination. And, and the SBC's history of, of even fighting that battle, right? Mm. Fighting that battle for mm-hmm. the Bible. Yes. Um, that was something that was um, quite attractive to us. And, and the repentance was, it was key, I would yeah. say. It was key. Um, and so just following the word of God, we felt like it was um, important for us to forgive um, as they confessed that sin and that it, we would have been better we're better off because of what they are trying to do and moving forward Hmm. um with value and diversity and with racial reconciliation and their commitment to the word of god at the same time so brother william yes um even though they repented even though they're Hmm. faithful to the word of god um what do you see um as the struggles with diversity in the sbc because everything is not great right now would yeah. you say no I, and and i think i mean i think one of um 
one of the ongoing struggles is just simply what I would what I would term, you know, using biblical terminology here. I mean, is is kind of a lack of fruit of repentance. Yes. So the repentance is there. Right. And I think if you asked any average SBC church member on the street, you know, should we have repented of that? Should and they would have say absolutely yes, right? That was wrong and we should not have that was awful. Right. Um but at points it seems like the follow through has been uh, a little bit lacking. I mean, one of yeah. the, one of the main <laughs> to me, one, one of the main uh, ways that we see that is the fact that we still have southern Right in our name, right? Yes. The Southern Baptist Convention. Right. Um, we were very, very close, possibly very close to being called the Confederate mm, Baptist yeah. Convention, right? Um, and so there, there's just some ugliness there. I think with the history, and and I think instead of, you know, w- one of the things about repentance is that you own the consequences. Yes. Whatever, and no, no matter how costly. Right. Now, I, you know, I mean, changing the name of the Southern Baptist Convention would be very, co- I mean, f- physically, I mean, it would right. cost a lot of money to <laughs> yeah. change stuff, uh, to change all the letters signage and, and letters signs, and all yeah. that different things and, and do all the 501c3s, I can't Paperwork. even imagine. Paperwork. Right. right. So, I mean, it would be costly in that sense, but it would also be costly in, you you know, there would be the, hey, we're, we kind of feel like we're losing our heritage, we're losing this, I mean, this rich tradition is, is real, like there really yeah. is a solid tradition of wanting to be faithful and wanting to hold to the Bible, and it would you know kind of feel like you're losing that because you change your name. But but still, I I, I don't think any of that outweighs um, the importance of saying, hey, look, we are serious about this repentance. We, yes, we are serious about recognizing what happened and 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 the error of that. And so, right, uh, we're going to follow through with our repentance, and and we're gonna we're gonna make this change. I mean, there is there is the suggestion. Um, there was another resolution several years ago about becoming Great Commission Baptists. Yes, um, and and basically what they ended up saying was, if you want to, you're you're in a you're a local autonomous church. If you want to be a Great Commission Baptist and call yourself that, you can do that. Right. Which was nice. I mean, that was a step in the right direction, but it wasn't like, hey, we're gonna we're going to stop referring to ourselves as Southern Baptists. Okay? Yeah. No, 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 no. We're not going to go that far. Right. And so I feel like we need to take that next step. Yes. Um, I think there are others who uh, may be uh, trying to, to go in that direction, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. But I think that's one. Uh, what, what, are, what is maybe another ongoing problem within uh, the SBC? So the, the uh, problem that I see is the lack of diversity still amongst pastors yes. in, in the SBC, and it probably um, stemmed from some of the stuff that you were just talking about. Yes. Um, you, people see that, okay, you've repented. Well, maybe you didn't repent. Maybe you just confessed and you actually didn't, mm. you know, turn from that. And so a lot of minority pastors are going to be kind of hesitant in being a part of the SBC. Uh, I, I see it personally going to the NBC, the Missouri Baptist Convention, Right. Can he's um, gone. We've gone to that the last two years. Last uh, two years. Last two years. I've gone mm-hmm. to the to the NBC. What was your experience there, brother? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm used to being uh, one of the few minorities in rooms, but when you're talking about hundreds upon hundreds of people, hundreds. it gets kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. It was, like okay, I, yeah. I see a few people, you know, scattered around here and there, little little islands of of yeah. color in, yes. in the midst yes. of a sea of 
of whiteness. See of it. Yeah. Um, right. But it, it's definitely not representative of, of what it should be. Yeah, it's um, not representative of the state. Not representative I mean, like, of the know, state. Yeah. Um, and so that that's problematic when you still see this lack of diversity. And some of it is that um, even if there is true repentance, like we, we have to acknowledge that it's hard for people to even forgive mm. at times. And so may, maybe there are individuals who who could be a part of the SBC who 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 um, are just having a hard time of forgiving mm. or trusting even yeah. Yeah. Um, the SBC's genuineness in their repentance. Um, we, we see that example with uh, one of our. Our brothers in Christ in Atlanta. I yep. won't even try to butcher his last name, but African American pastor uh, John O. Mm-hmm. Um, he recently, within the last year, yes. um, mm-hmm. left the SBC because he felt like um, there wasn't fruit in, in right. keeping with repentance. So instead of actually um, gaining pastors to deal with that lack of diversity, some some are even leaving because mm-hmm. they feel like the SBC is not bearing fruit in keeping with that repentance right are there um, not doing enough to address some of the concerns yes. of the minority um, communities hmm. um, what else would you say brother in regards to some of the sh- things yeah. that continue the struggles with diversity yeah and I again this is just kind of another example of kind of this hanging on to tradition or hanging on to uh, heritage and really I, I think I think you would say, trying to do something right yes but maybe not exactly getting it right so and, right. and here's what i'm referring to so uh southern baptist theological seminary seminary which is where i graduated right i yes. have a degree there so i love southern uh love the you know the, the teaching the professors the you know um president al moeller the you know i, I love southern this is not a right. knock at southern but they recently came out and said that they had been meeting and, and considering a name change uh, to some of the buildings, I think, that were on campus right. um, who were named after former uh, slave owners. Yes. And so, to me, that seems like a yes. This is an opportunity to kind of say, hey, look, we're going to—this is going to be costly. You know, this is going to be—we're going to have to let go some of our heritage here. Let, you know, I, these were all men who I think it's, you know, one point had either been—had served as president of the seminary or had been on, you know, been one of the professors or, or had been there right. at the seminary. Founders. Founders, even, right. yes. And so— um, and yet the the board of trustees mm-hmm. actually voted not to change the names. Yeah. So and but and and I mean in one sense that's just kind of shocking. And then and then on also what they did do is they did create a um and I'll try to say it right a five million dollar uh, scholarship fund for black students for yes. African American students. Right. Which sounds real. I mean, that like I think that's a good move. Good move. But when you tie that move with the with the move of, but we're not going to change the buildings. It's almost like, are we? Look, we don't really want to take that step, but we'll we'll give you some money. Like I mean, are right. you like? Well, I mean, it almost feels like are we buying? Are we buying, buying your silence? Off. Yeah. Right. Are we buying your? You know, don't complain about don't complain about the fact that we got buildings named after. Former slave yes. owners, because right. we're we're giving you a scholarship to be here, right? Like that's, and I of course that would I mean hopefully that is not their intention, you know. Hopefully, but 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 it's unfortunately it's what 
That's on, what it seems it's, like. It's kind it of can, communicated right. in the action, you know? Yeah. And so, so yeah, that, I mean, I think those are kind of, and I guess the way I would say that is we're trying to move, we're trying to take steps. And even in some of those steps, it feels like we're tripping, we're tripping over ourselves and we're continuing to make mistakes. And uh, so that would be um, something else. I mean, one of the, um, well, what, what, any other any other difficulties that you would say or, or ongoing struggles that we have? Say one one in particular, just that the the um, setup of the SPC makes it harder to to fight for diversity um, because the SPC there is local autonomy. Yes, uh, William already described it, so I won't define it again. Thank you. So yes. uh, there's local autonomy. You can't force the local church to do anything. Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. it that it doesn't want to do. That's right. So the, so the SBC can't say, well, every church has to fight for diversity here right. and and make the local church do do that because there is local church autonomy. That's also um I would say a, a benefit, something that was attracted to yeah. us as well to mm-hmm. where, you know, we can't yeah, be has, made to do anything. It has its strength and its weaknesses. Right. It has its strength and its weaknesses. So yeah. You know, being that there is there is a strength to that, let's let's just go ahead and move on and talk about some of some of the solutions um, to the diversity in the SBC. Yeah, I think one is you know, we do need to do a better job of listening to guys within the convention who are trying to help us. Yes. Uh, in particular, what I mean by that is not labeling labeling them as Marxist or right. You know, trying to are liberal or whatever it is. I mean, uh, a guy like Russ Moore, yes, who who's obviously trying to help us think through these issues. He has right. he's he has a heart for this. He wants to see racial uh, reconciliation, racial diversity, and yet, I mean, you know, people are starting to label him, and you know, and uh, he's he's Marxist and he's liberal, right? And, and I think that's really, I mean, I think that's really unhelpful and, right. and unfortunate. And what it, and, and again, it communicates to those kind of on the edge or maybe thinking, you know, a, a black pastor who's thinking maybe I should, maybe we should join. Maybe we're looking for a church, a denomination right. that's faithful. And, and they're like, yeah, I don't think so. Right. Or another pastor like uh, John O who's, who's like, should we stay? Should we go? And then they see stuff like that. And it's like, man, that is discouraging. And so, I think I think what we need to do is is listen more. I mean, we even need to listen to guys like John O. I mean, yeah. we need to say, you know, what what were your reasons? Why why do you why did you not did you not feel welcome? What what could we do? How do we how do we fix that? So I think just listening to guys who are trying to help in that, uh, without just kind of dismissing them as liberal or whatever, is 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 a, is at least a place to start. What else? What else? What's another solution? I would say that we should we should do a better job of encouraging diversity in, in our leadership. Yes. And I, and I think that even though the, the um, Southern seminary kind of $5 million scholarship while refusing to change the names for that, while that's can, can be problematic. Um, I think the, the goal, like one of the benefits of that is that mm-hmm. it will raise up some more African-American pastors. Yes. And so you, you'll have some diversity within the leadership. We also see this even at the at the NBC this year. Yes. Um, an African-American pastor, John Nelson, was elected yeah, was to be the president of the NBC. And even before that, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Muniz, he, yep. he was a minority. Mm-hmm. And so you see... Um, you see people taking steps to actually um, realize that there's 
uh, minorities who can lead yeah. in a, and lead well. That's right? good. Yeah. And so um, also you just see it even in like the speakers at the NBC where you, yeah. you have minority pastors who yes. are giving sermons and, and coming with their different flavor and different perspectives mm-hmm. as they preach. And Posture. I think as more people are exposed to that, yeah. right, as yeah. more people are exposed to things like that, they'll realize that, hey, it's good. Mm-hmm. To, to have these brothers and, and these sisters in these positions, yes. right? Pastor Michael Bird preached Michael, to us. Michael Man, Bird, he preached, brought the fire. Brought, brought, brought some, some fire, fire. right? Uh, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah, one. Th- I think I would add too. Like, uh, we we do need to be patient. Yeah. Um, that, it's not easy to to make these big changes. You know, no. organizational changes. It's definitely not. Again, it's not because of the autonomy. You can't just deliver something from on high and expect everybody to, you know, all the churches to conform. So I think there is some patience, but I do think we have to be careful without being, we can't, um, we can't communicate complacency with our patients. Right. In other words, yeah, yeah, we need to do that, but we'll get around to it. Yeah. 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 We need to do that. And this is, you know, one of the things that, that I've seen, um, so much is, you know, even the difficulty with like, I've seen white pastors consistently pointing back to the repentance in the resolution right. in 95 and saying, we're done with that. We're done. Yeah, It's, it's over. over. And so I think that that is is really uh, unhelp- unhealthy. Right. right. We, we need to recognize, no, 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 no. That was a great starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, if we're just honest, should have come <laughs> decades before. <laughs> right. But, but, but even though it did do that, that's not the end of the situation. No, right? it's not like we've solved uh, the diversity problem, the diversity struggles in the SBC. So i I think that's I think that's something that we we need to we need to be patient without being complacent. Right. Um, what that's else? A, what else? That's would you a really add? good distinction. Yeah. Uh, so that should prevent anybody from sending Brother William letters from the Birmingham jail. Yes. <laughs> right. There you go. Like, there it is. Yes. Patient, right. but not complacent. I would also say. Like, don't hold so tight to your history and your tra- traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus in Matthew 15, he tells this to the Pharisees, how their traditions made the word of God uh, of no effect. And I feel like when, when the SBC is holding so tight to, to names and, and other things like that, that you're actually being a stumbling block to your brothers mm-hmm. and sisters in Christ. And you're violating the word of God for mm. the sake of your traditions. Because me right now, even though as a, a black pastor, I joined a, an SBC church, merged with an SBC church, I would not go to Southern Seminary. Right. Because they actually thought about changing the names and they felt like their history was more important mm-hmm. to be, than being a stumbling block to me their brother in Christ, hmm. right? That they, they thought those names were, were that important, even though they created the $5 million scholarship, I would still say I would not go to that seminary because they made the conscious decision <laughs> to keep right. those It wasn't names. like that was off the no, radar. Right. It's like, that well, was we the radar. thought about that. Like, like, that like, oh, man, there. thank you for bringing that up and let me, let us think about it. No, they actually thought about it. Right. And they said that this is our history. And defended it. And defended it, right? And defended this is why we did this. Yeah. 
um, and, and and not didn't defend it well. I would no. say, I would say that you know you you can still uphold um, their teachings and their they're holding on to the Bible. Mm-hmm. You can still say that without celebrating them by giving yeah, them names right. of buildings. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's a like we have history books <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, yeah. We have all these other things for a reason. You don't need to put their names on buildings. But we, we yeah we so we can't hold so tightly to our history and our traditions. We we should in no way, shape, or form lose the gospel for for the sake of racial reconciliation or for the sake of diversity. We're not saying mm. that, but there are other things that we should be very quick to give up for the sake of diversity in the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. What else, uh, brother, what else would you say as far as solutions? What, what would you say to a, a SBC pastor who was looking to be more diverse in their church, but they didn't know how to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was in that spot here, you know, I mean, we were, we were, trying at trinity you know um we we were uh i had a burden for that i think other members had a burden for how can we be more diverse we don't look at all like our community you know what what do we do to try to uh reach others for christ and and uh become more diverse and and i think one thing that's um one thing that's pretty key is to pray Mm, yes Um, amen none of none of none of the work that happened here happened quickly right i was pastor for 15 years before uh, we merged, and so you know you got to pray. You got to you got to move patient. You got to move with patience. Um, I, I think it starts, and, and we've talked about this before, but it starts with friendships, right? You build friendships uh, with other pastors, build friendships with uh, ministers in your city that uh, maybe don't look like you, don't have the same background as you, um, and and so you know develop some of those diverse friendships. I think is is so critical. Uh, and you want to, you know, you got to invest in those. You got to take some time to invest in those, and 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 spend some time with that brother. Listen to that brother. You know how to, what can we do there? Uh, and then the big one is look for ways to partner. That that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to merge churches, right? right? I mean that's great. I mean, good grief if you want to try to do that, we'd love to try to <laughs> right. help you. Yes, but, but that's that's we you know we we recognize that that's not going to be a solution that's going to work for for a lot of or in fact most uh, SBC churches. But that doesn't mean you can't develop partnerships Amen. and do do ministry together or swap you know have services together or or do some different things. Right, I, I think right. that is important. Um, so, so those I think if I'm talking to an SBC pastor, I would say you know move in those, start moving in that direction, start, Amen. start, and and really start. I mean, talking about it with your people, uh, yes, because it may be something that the Lord is going to do through one of your church members that they they could maybe have more of an impact than even you. And so, uh, you just begin to pray, just begin to think through it. What could this look like? You know, let's dream, let's dream about what this could look like, and how could we be more diverse as a church? Um, and so, I think those are all. Uh, good, good approach is good solution. So, Kenny, what's our uh, what's our diversity resource for this week? Diversity resource for this week is two articles. The first article is by John O. His last name is not O. I, we just don't want to try to pronounce I'm not, it. I'm not even going to try and butcher brother. it. So no. you'll actually have his actual last name. In front of you, yes. but the article he wrote um, earlier this year in July was four reasons we left the SBC, mm. and this will give some ideas of some of the challenges that the SBC still has in yes. regards to diversity. Uh, the other article is by J.D. Greer. He's actually the president of the SBC currently, 
and he wrote an article uh, a couple years old, but he still has the same heart, I believe. And the mm-hmm. article's title is Racial Reconciliation and Cultural Diversity in the SBC. Good. We'll have those links to those articles in the show notes. Good deal. All right. Uh, so now it's time for our crazy question. I still keep thinking about we need to have some kind of noise. I'm trying right, to ring right. tone in, in my head. Um, so the crazy question for this week kind of following along with our uh, SBC theme here, is what SBC staff person, Kenny, do you want to hire here at Grace Bible Fellowship? Here, All right, church? so I might call him up and see if he wants to um, come over from the D.C. area yes. to move to him and his family to a Sykeston, Missouri. <laughs> to Sykeston. Everybody wants to do that. <laughs> Everybody right? wants to do that, right? Yes. But the person I, I would want to hire at Grace Bible Fellowship is David Platt. David Platt, pastor, author. David Platt, yes. Uh, pastor McLean Bible Church. Yep. Over in what, Virginia? We can, bring him in, we can make him like right. the missions pastor. Missions pastor. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll let him preach some. Every once in a while Every he can preach. Every once in a while. Maybe uh, he can do like he'll a have s- plenty of time to write books then. Yes, I, that's right. That's right. But he's the author yeah. of Radical and um, other many other books. Uh, Something right. Has to Change was his latest book. Yes. But this that's brother good. has such a passion for reaching lost people and just a passion for the glory of God, I feel. Yes. And so I would want him at Grace Bible Fellowship so yes. he can some of that rub, rub some of that passion off on on me and everybody else here. Right. Mm, that's good. That's good. What about you, brother? What SBC yes. staff person do you want to hire I at think, Grace? I think I would I think I would go with Jared Wilson. Yes. At this point. Um good follow on Twitter. Yes. He yes. is fun on Twitter, which is just always fun. Right. I think I think we could laugh a lot. Amen. Uh, he'd be a great third party to our uh diversity and fellowship podcast. That would be a lot of fun. Yes. Um but no and I and I think uh he has written four, five, six hundred books at this right. point in his career. Now he really has written like thirty, I think <laughs> yeah. thirty books. So just a just a really good writer and a, and I think a really good thinker. Um, right. You know, he if you know anything about his history he had um, was a pastor for a while and really had some du- difficult um, times in pastoral ministry. And so it's interesting how the Lord, I think, has used that to really equip him well to train pastors and love on pastors. And, yeah. Uh, which is what he's currently doing at the seminary Amen. Uh, in Kansas City. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call up Jared. We'll call up David Platt. There we go. We'll see if we can get him on staff here at the church. I think David we'll, Platt we'll probably how... has way more diversity in his church than what we do currently. You may be right. <laughs> right. You may be right. So we, you know, I mean, we, we can ask him to work for free. Right. We got nothing to pay you guys. Actually, you can bring some of your, your church members yeah, with you. Yeah, that'd be yeah. good. A lot of people in D.C. <laughs> right. In Kansas City wanting to move to yes. the boot hill. Right. right. That is, that's happening. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in today, and uh, we will catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.